Hey nerds, episode nine, the Green Council, House of the Dragon. We're back again, second to last episode. It's getting, it's kind of bittersweet, but we are getting towards the end. But before we talk about the end, we're gonna talk about what we're drinking. And Mariah, I'm gonna start with you because every week you promise us a mocktail, so I'm, I'm expecting a mocktail from you this week. No, today it's a protein shake. See, here we go. Here with this bullshit. All right, talk about your protein shake. Um, it's vanilla, uh, 30 grams of protein. Oh God. Um, it's actually pretty good. I, I like this premier protein um, flavor in this like brand. So, Mariah, can can we expect a mocktail from you next week? We will try. Okay, that's all we ask, I guess. I don't know. That wasn't very convincing. It wasn't, and, not, and that's why. I'm not well, okay. Not, not that I haven't been doing anything for three weeks, but then I do go to work, start work on Mondays. So the chances of me going to the store to buy ingredients is just significantly decreased from this week when I had all week to go to the store and get ingredients. So that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Shauna, what are you drinking? Um, I made myself a, a gin Ricky tonight. Um, I was trying to think of, uh, like green, what was, what was possibly be green. And I can't, and I opened up my fridge and saw some lime seltzer and I went, I could throw some gin in that. So gin Ricky. So what is this? Is that not a thing? A gin Ricky? What the fuck? I've never heard of it in my life. You be coming gin up with, a, with these drinks. I, I mean, I love it. I'm going to start with that. The Godfather, the gin Ricky. <laughs> It's gin and lime and seltzer. So I had lime seltzer, so I just put some gin in it. David is dying. Why are you dying? What did I say? The name of that drink is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I gin guess I'm Ricky. trying to figure out where the Ricky I get the gin. I guess I'm trying to figure out where the Ricky comes in. I'm feeling attacked and we just started. Why not the Mickey? I feel like that's something you drink at a horse race. Yeah, like a derby? Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Mm. But for today, it's it's for our green council today. That's yeah. that's where it came from. Yeah. All right, David, okay. you're up. What are you drinking? Um, I don't know if y'all can tell me my mood. I am drinking rum. I'm drinking Ooh. Brugal. And uh, it's like a pineapple mango juice with it. Ooh. Yeah, rum is my party drink, so I feel pretty good right now. Okay. Yeah. That's good. We're going to need that, I think, for this episode, because this episode was a lot. Very intense. So, All right, Denise, a, how about you? Um, I have, again, October Fest train. Woo-hoo! Still going. I have Benny and the Fest from Hardywood Brewery out of Richmond, Virginia. And this is brewed for the annual St. Benedict's Oktoberfest in Richmond. So that's my drink today. All right. Local beer shop is is getting rid of the seasonal stuff. So it's all at the front. It is. Mm, it's not. Mm, it's okay. It has a, okay. a bit of an aftertaste that I'm trying to pinpoint, but. First but better sip, than your pumpkin beer. Anything is better than that fucking pumpkin <laughs> beer. So yeah, much better than the pumpkin beer. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. So we started this episode off very sad, very somber. V is dead. House doesn't, it doesn't feel like home anymore. We go through some empty halls. 
that sad piano tune following this little white boy I never seen before. I was so confused as to who that child was. And yeah, find out that the king is dead. Are you gonna do a full summary, or you you want? That's to what talk I, thought you, I thought you. I thought you do a full know. summary. <laughs> I don't have a full summary. I don't have it. Okay. Well, all right. Well, oh. you want to start with King's Dead? King's Wait, dead. did you tell us what? Did you tell us the episode name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that was drinking. for the I was, drinks. I was drinking my gin ricky. Your and gin I ricky. Clearly missed that one. <laughs> uh, the king is dead, and then we have uh, what's her name? Talia sending Talia outside outside to mm-hmm. um somebody we don't know yet. Who yeah, I didn't catch that the first her. time. Yeah, that she is lighting those candles, let them know that the, the king is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got the word. King is dead, and then plotting it immediately set into motion. Right. Um, yep. We get no. that emergency, oh, yeah. emergency council meeting. <laughs> so Jason, although he comes in already complaining, why are we here? This couldn't wait till morning, but immediately sobers up as soon as he hears the king is dead. Everyone takes a second. Allison is very, she's going through a mind that, oh shit, now I have to try to convince these people that my husband at the very last second said that he wants my son to be king instead of the woman that everyone has promised themselves to. So I have to figure this out. So she's very on the table, head in the hands, just crying. And as soon as she says it and everybody's like, yeah, we got the money. Let's put the money aside. You know, this person says this. We got to work this. She immediately sobers up too, sits up straight and is like, oh, y'all bitches been playing this without me. Yeah. But literally how many episodes ago was she dragging Aegon out of the window from jerking off to say you're gonna be king like she is acting all bewildered but she has known that this is coming like this is this is it this is the moment so I don't know I Allison really was weird for me this episode her oh I I, I didn't yeah I don't know I, I feel like they were trying to make her more of a victim than she is and that and more of a victim than we've seen her up to this point. So I don't know. She was kind of all over the place for me. Okay. Interesting. When I was watching Alice in this episode, and we can get into it, I was thinking to myself, this is the most sympathy I think you'll ever have for me when it comes to Alice until we get to about halfway through the episode. But in the beginning of it, I was like, this is probably the most sympathetic I've actually felt for her. Um, The fact that, I don't I don't know. I, I think she thought she was a bigger player than she was. I, I don't I don't know what it was. But yes. in that scene with that stuff yeah. on her face, like the fact that everyone around her was doing, I mean, planning to the I mean, huge planning. And she had no idea any of it was happening. And she's always been this person about decency and, and everything. And the fact that they were doing all of this behind her back. So she had in that moment just so little time to think while they were throwing plans at her. It just, I, I don't know. I don't know. David, what did you think? Because I know you have, you've been an Allison lover. You're an Allison apologist. I'm not. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm not an Allison apologist. I just, I can't look at everybody else and then look at her as the problem. Just like now, like, the way, like, the way the episode starts, and I mean, it, it it's it's really drab and it really drags you down because everything is so vacant and silent. And then 
you really don't get any animation until you get her reaction to Viserys being dead, which isn't really much of a reaction. Flash that to sitting at the table where I think she's still kind of trying to process the fact that Viserys is dead. And yeah, you know, she's, she's got to have this conversation with them about, oh, okay, now we got to try to figure out how to get Aegon onto the throne. But a lot of this is still, this is only like four or five hours old for her. So it's not like she, it's not like her wheels were really turning yet. And so when you look at it as, oh, well, you know, they were plotting behind her back. Yeah, but I, I don't think she saw it as a need to plot at all because when it came to the, she, I think she thought that they were really going to have to make a decision. Like, yeah, she was going to try to convince them, but if she couldn't, then what are the next steps? Because we still have to get somebody on the throne. Um, And then when they were like, yeah, we already got, we got everything planned already. I think that threw her because she, she wasn't looking at her father as somebody who would do that to her. Everybody else, I don't really think she gave a shit about. But I think the fact that Otto was the one that was kind of driving that behind her back, I think that's what really struck with her. And I, and I guess I'm confused as to why she would be confused to that because he's been driving everything up to this point. And I know he's been kind of involving her and bringing her along. And I know that was a lot, but I, I just don't understand how she didn't see that or think that he would do something like this. Cause it's her dad. I know, but I just still, he's been very, she- and, good I, to I know, her. and I know, yes, and I know good to her, and I know in the last episode, partial to me, but at the same time, he has, he's been doing all this clearly for himself, too. This is not all for her. Of course not, but she doesn't see it that way because that's her dad. I know, but at some point, she has to stop and think, why are you pushing my son to the king, like, to the front so hard? I, 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 I think... She really doesn't see herself as, like, this pawn in this whole no. thing at all, like your father got you to be the queen so that you could have a son so that they can be king. So the green coat, you know, the green council, like it's all this plan that she like kind of hasn't seen the bigger picture. Yeah. I think she figured it out exactly when she was supposed to figure it out as, as somebody who loves and respects their father. She, somebody had to rip the wool from over her eyes. Like you would with a normal person and, and everybody at that table kind of did it at the same time for her. Yeah. I don't know, because it was kind of, but again, this is where Allison was really inconsistent to me, because we do see that that dynamic shift. We see that reveal. We see that click for her. Oh, I'm a pawn. Oh, you've, you've been playing me this whole time. But then we also, in the same episode, sometimes in the same scene, just all of a sudden switch to her doing the same thing to Aegon. You need to be on the throne. He is the king. Like, we need to do that. So so it's it's just one of those things where she is in the middle, but she's only clear on the points she wants to be clear on. I, this, I, this, this thread of mine with being inconsistent, feeling inconsistent about Allison is just that. That's kind of how I felt there about her the whole episode. For one thing she could do, there was a whole other piece of it that she just seemed blind to. Yeah, I mean, I think her hearing the message from Viserys... I think up to that point, she was still pretty for Rhaenyra being queen. Like, she kind of just figured that's just what was going to happen and maybe had accepted it. But having Viserys tell her, or what she thought he was telling her, 
that he was going to be king. I think that, like, she really took that to heart and, and is not, and even though he said it and now she has to tell them and then she finds out they're plotting, but now she really is going to be after her son to take that position because, you know, they're all, all about the signs and whatever. And, you know, he said his last breath and now she has to honor it, even though, I don't know. But she she has to honor it, even though up to this point, every single episode, she's been about honor and decency. And she knows that Aegon is a rapist and not can't even be trusted to be out in the city without somebody around him because of all the awful shit that he'll get up to. So she wants honor and decency to prevail. But she's willing to, as soon as Viserys mutters something right before he dies, goes, yeah, no, that guy needs to be on the throne. Without any honor and any decency? Yeah. Like, he's not fit to be king. And if that was her whole driving motive this whole time was honor and decency and upholding the, the laws of the Seven Kingdoms, all of the, she doesn't have a leg to stand on. Right. Like, all of that goes out the window. Yeah. I've talked about this before with how her, she's like, oh, the Targaryens and their weird customs of marrying brothers and sisters, that, is, that goes against the light of the Seven. She married her kids together. I, like... Every, for every kind of principle she upholds, she immediately abandons it so that Aegon can be on the throne. Because of, I think, what Otto says. I think she she wants to have those morals and those things, but as soon as Daddy says whatever, she just folds. I mean, she's just a woman in this society, and she really doesn't have any say. She can just, I think she actually tells... Rhaenyra when they meet later on like something about oh we're the women that can guide the men and it's like but you're not you think that you think you have this power you think you're somebody but at the end of the day you're just a a wife you know a wife and a mother and yeah she it, said that to Rhaenys yeah or Rhaenys did I say Rhaenyra yeah Rhaenys so. <laughs> girl it is understandable <laughs> all the Rhaenys it, and Rays and Baylas oh and God. Baylons and it's understandable but yeah. Another person in that room who was also just as aghast as Allison was, was my brother Beesbury. My man stood up and said, absolutely not. Y'all, I was born at night. It was not last night. My man did not say this. No way he said this. Ain't no way. And good on him. because every. And you know what's funny? Yeah. I don't think anybody else in the room believed V said it either, to be honest. They didn't care. No, they were just happy. It was opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, Allison's with us now? Great. Let's go. Put it in motion. This is the story we're going to run with. This is the story we're going to run with. It just gave them them that that, that reasoning. Because otherwise, it was going to happen either way. And like, what great optics, right? On his deathbed, his dying breath to the queen he went like the like the media spin on that is just a gimme right mm-hmm. like they're like fucking great let's roll with this this is an epic story yeah. this is a great way to kick off this kingship and we see throughout the episode how they tie all of this new story to destiny and fate and history and like legacy so right. it, for them it's just let's run with it this is a win yeah but unfortunately for my brother Beesbury, uh crispin bitch ass out here in these streets Cole walks over and shuts him up ends yes. that ends, ends that can, um, can, can, like contest from him so we can go full speed ahead and that kind of just sets the scene that anybody who is saying otherwise about Aegon being 
the heir to the throne or, you know, that they're going to get in his way is just getting out of there. With the next scene where we have the people refusing to bend the knee or even showing hesitation. Nope, not leaving this room. We're going to shut the door. We're shutting the door in the council room. We're shutting the door in this hall and the throne until you all say yes. Unless. Unless. You old nigga. I don't know his name. Uh, The commander of the king's guard. Yeah. Yeah, he walked out. He was like, okay, Westerling. I'm done with this. Well, no, Y'all come get me said, when you figure this shit out. He said, yeah. I, he said, I'll be back once you get a king. He said, I don't follow anybody's orders but the king. So when you get a king, let me know. Yeah. yeah. Also, that actor is Graham McTavish and Beesberry. Uh, both of them played together in Outlander. And so every time they're in the room together, I'm just like, oh, I love them so much. But also, Graham McTavish is a fucking epic actor. So from what I've seen, that character is no longer in the books, uh, but they have kept him in that role for a little bit longer. So I don't like it, he's going to freestyle now. Like he's kind of a real rogue. Nobody really knows what he will do. So that's kind of an exciting thing for those who have read the book um, or know the plots. He's he's total, total wild card, like Lenore being out there also total wild card. So it's kind of nice that we do have some divisions from the actual book as we've talked about because the book is kind of hearsay so they can kind of play it out in their own way as well as stay true to the material so it's kind of great it's kind of great to watch yeah i'm excited to see what he does because he's great but also if Kristen cole kills one more person without a single fucking consequence (laughs) i will lose my mind it's too it's too much like at this point it's way too much it is he it has is. murdered people in cold blood in plain sight on multiple occasions now. And not just any people, like high high noble high nobility. He's said treasonous things. Uh, it just the fact he uh, This is mm-hmm. fun cuz at the end of this we're going to talk about how cool it was when Rainey's killed 2000 people and came up out I- of the ground like fucking Jason and yeah <laughs> yes but i mean but yeah. hey i i feel but, i feel but, things but, about that but too. Kristen's a monster <laughs> no well, okay. that's not what i said though i said that it's in, it's impossible to fathom that he gets away with all of this without any consequences she like got a any. soundtrack they gave her a soundtrack to fly away on that's she got though. to be a fucking disney princess at the end of that so it's i don't think there's consequences for most of them who has murdered somebody in this show and suffered consequences? Well, that's a good question. I a lot of threats, a lot of uh, people yelling treason and stuff, but no real consequences until. Well, I mean, we can get to it at the until end. Until Amen the... gets his eye, yeah. But... <laughs> but the writer, the writers of the show, basically said that like background characters, civilians in the Game of Thrones and like this world don't count. So. When yeah, you're looking at their count back then either. Yeah. So, no. When you're looking at because no. that was that question, they were like, "How can Renee's come up and kill so many people?" And they were like, "Civilians don't count. Like they don't count. The main people yeah. count." So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't count Beesberry as a main person. I've heard that motherfucker talk three times. Uh, well, it was still it was still sad. <laughs> and, Look, and he stood up when it ne- when he needed to. He did. He did not. There was no reason to do that. Sit down, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and change what you can change. Yelling at a bunch of 50-year-old men who have already made their minds up has never worked for anybody at any point in history. He wasn't going to change anybody's mind. All he was going like just like just like Vayman, 
you get to a point where you you start saying words and you know you're not walking out of the room. And he got to that point. When he started accusing the queen and the Lord Hand and the master of ships and the grand maester of murdering the king, he knew he wasn't leaving that room. And I don't understand why he would do that as opposed to just sit down, shut the fuck up, and maybe you can actually help her in about a week. I don't think he wanted to help her in that moment. He was just like, "Stop lying to my man's name." He wasn't care. He didn't care about her. He was like, "Y'all are lying." He did not say this shit. Oh, okay. So you think he was like his thing? I mean, I know he was close with Viserys, but you think his thing was solely like, "You're not going to do this to Viserys and get away with it." Yeah, he was yeah. like, "You, you cannot do." Then this sit down and shut the fuck up so you can help them not get away with it. Don't well, get murdered I, at listen, the table. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I, listen I, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I felt the same way. I, I definitely think he could have went about it differently. Emotions got the best of him. He looked around, couldn't believe that, A, not only are they moving parts around without him, but they're touching his department because he is the money man. And the first thing Jason Lannister said out of his mouth is, we've already moved the money. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? What y'all talking about? And then it was just like, none. why is any of this happening? Allison's lying. What the fuck are y'all doing? So I, it's, for it's, two, a few, for, it's a few things. For th- for two seconds, I just want to touch on one thing and we can just dump it because I know we're going to get back to it later. Laris and the White Worm both suck. How did these people plan this coup without either of them knowing? It was bad enough the Kingsguard didn't know. Bad enough Beesbury didn't know. But The Queen didn't for, know. Right, the Queen didn't know. But Laris and the White, one of them should have known. If your whole job is to collect information, either one of them... Either, either neither of them knew or one of them knew and decided not to tell the queen. And if Laris knew what was going on, like he does everything else in the castle and just decided not to tell her, I think that's a big thing to where he was going with Otto later. Oh, I... you can see he has that conversation with Otto. I mean, he's definitely playing sides and he be caught up, I'm sure, fairly soon because he just can't keep going yeah. back and forth and sharing information with everybody like the snake's gonna die and hopefully a brutal death yeah i just th- i just thought it was funny that nobody else knew that this whole thing was happening when she's surrounded by these people who supposedly have all this information that everybody else needs <laughs> unless they kept it really tight i mean if auto if I don't knows what to kind of give out and what not to give out, and he has all these spies, I mean, they probably just like this room, like these four or five of us, this is it. Like it doesn't leave, leave this. If we're going to, this is going to be successful. Yeah. He knows who all the spies are. They're all his. Yeah. I think they are. I think they're kind of doing with Allison what they tried to do with Cersei for a while, which is give her the illusion of just enough power that she was not going to, like, look too hard at things or question things too much. They let her sit at the head of the table. The the queen has no power in in Westeros. The, the, The hand of the king is the second in command, but she sat at the head of the small council and talked and talked and talked, and everyone went, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, while Otto was puppet puppet master, master tearing behind the scenes, or puppeteering behind the scenes. So I think they were yeah, just giving her just enough power and responsibility and, like, sparkly things so that she wouldn't really question too much of what they were doing behind the scenes. And I think that probably Laris did know, but was kind of just happy with his 
arrangement with her. Didn't want to upset her delicate sensibilities too much. Okay. Well, another thing, well, something else is about to upset her delicate sensibilities, and that is her dumbass son who is missing. No one can find yeah. him. He is an integral part to this plan. Can't put the king in charge if you don't have a fucking king. Yep. So they run to the room where Helena and the babies are asking her where she is, asking where she is. And I love Helena. Helena looks up like the fuck? He ain't here. And it's like you knew that. Why'd you come in here looking yeah. for him? You know yeah, he's, he's not never here. here. <laughs> also, he's there's, not here. There's a reason they run there. And that's because during the meeting when they're trying to figure out what to do next, the council has pretty much decided they're going to kill Renera, kill Damon, kill his, you know, kill their children, wipe them all out. Because if any of them are left alive, then they're going to try to challenge Aegon's succession. And Alicent vocally, steadfastly does not want this to happen. They both know that the king is going to decide what to do with Renera and her family. So then the rest of the episode kind of just becomes this race to see, okay, Otto wants to get a hold of him so that he can convince Aegon to go kill Renera and her entire family. Right. Allison now realizing that her father is a snake and that she's been used her entire life and that she really doesn't want her friend dead is now racing to find Aegon so that she can convince him to try to make some sort of arrangement with Renera. Right. I just, that, yeah, I'm just that, saying that's why they end up running into the room. No, no, no. I get why they run into the room. I think the last person they run into and ask is Helena. Why the fuck? He's not telling her where she's going. If he has multiple rooms in that castle to where he can hide at any point and do whatever dirt he wants to and he's slipping out, Helena doesn't know. Yeah, she I think they were just kind of hoping he was there. Hmm? I think they yeah, were just kind of hoping he was there. Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. And, I, and you <laughs> know what? I will say that it's, it's funny that they checked all the rooms first and that was the last place they went and then that was the last think, one yeah i think they knew he wasn't there i guess it is funny that that's you know that hey we checked just everywhere first case. and we don't see him so where is he and she's just like oh that's the fuck maybe they here? ran in there like okay helena speak your spooky shit where's Aegon? wink wink like i don't know well, but um she did speak her i don't know shit, and they still didn't listen to her yeah but i said she spoke her spooky said, shit look, that I'm was really you. the only thing she said to him there's a beast with these fucking boards because they ain't listening to her so she did speak it so yeah. Otto doesn't any... love any of these people. No, no. Hell no. I'm sorry. No. I just like you. You kind of no. you kind of lose it in the moment. But their grandfather walked into the room after their father died, and didn't even so much as say, "Your father's dead." <laughs> he just walks in. It's like so. Aegon's not here, and it's it slows Allison down because you see that moment where she's trying to figure out what to do. Like, do I follow him and go chase or do I try to act like I care about her? And so she was like, all right, I'll give it a few seconds and act like I give a shit. And that kind of got uh, Otto ahead of her, which was mm-hmm. funny to me. Cause I was like, Oh, he didn't even say hi. He just. He's like, Aegon's king. Aegon? Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if everybody else has gone through a whole deep dive on all the conspiracy theories on this yet, but there is a conspiracy theory concerning Helena's kids. If you want, I will share. If not, I will keep it oh, to myself. Oh, the one where they think Amon is the dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I heard saw that. that, but then, but what I, but I, I liked what I heard after that, and it was that, um, what was it? Shit! It wasn't that he was their dad. Oh fuck! Keep talking. It'll come to me. 
That was the whole thing. That was the point. That was the um, whole thing. And then you brought up something no, else. No, there, there was something else. There was something else instead of that where they were like, no, I don't think that's what it was. I think this is what it was. And I fucking saw it and I said, oh, yeah, that's really good. And I can't think of it. But I did hear the Amons. So what Shauna means is that when they come in and they say where uh, they say uh, so Helen, who says father? Allison. I think, yeah, maybe she says like, fa- yeah, your father is dead or so. Or no, she's you know you're right, Mariah. He's talk. She's talking to Otto. She's like, father, no. And then the kid and the kids babble and they go, amen. Yeah. And then and then there's a quick look between Helena and the nurse and the nurse is like, oop. And then the nurse scooped those kids up and took them right out. It's gonna come um, to me. But there's, or I'm gonna have to go back and find the TikTok. I'll find it. <laughs> there's other stuff throughout the episode though. Uh, like at this point, I watch Helena pretty critically. And throughout the episode, her and Eamon, their dynamic, their physical presence together is totally different than her and Aegon. When Aegon's getting crowned later, she is so opposed to it. Like, it, she doesn't yeah. hide it at all. She's she's great to watch. I don't know the actor's name, but she's doing a lot of work with almost no lines. Then uh, they run out. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically a race the to find Aegon. On. Who can find him first? Eric with an A is out on Team uh, Team Green trying to find him. Eric with an E, Team Black, trying to find him first. Um, and then also Amons and Cole go out to find him also. Uh, the twins run off to the baby fighting ring. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing. This is not funny at all. But uh, grinding teeth, filing nails, kid ring, kid match fights, uh, where he has... Uh, Aegon has had some kids in there and he's throwing his own kids in these in these rings, uh, in these fights for an advantage and for betting purposes. So pretty sick pretty sick fellow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and then during at the that same time, time mm-hmm. Oh, just during that time he's telling his brother like, look what a piece of shit he is. Like this is not the person that we want as king. Eric with an A or Eric with an E? I think Eric it's Eric with an, with an A. Is trying to tell Eric like, with an A that he's like, "Yo, this is this is the fuck boy you following. Yeah, this is who you. This is who. This is your king." Um, yeah. But yeah, I watched too many TikToks to find that one. I, I swear to God, I'm gonna find it though. Let let it let it go let it go for right now. It's okay. I, I can't. It's gonna. It's, we're gonna. We'll. We'll. It, maybe it'll. Maybe it'll come. I to mean, we later. we can. Hey, you want to shut it down so you can find it and get it out your head, then we come back. No, because I think I can't re- can't remember when I saw it. I don't know if I saw it yesterday or today, but I did see okay. it. But when you go into the comments, everybody's like, "No, I think this is what it said," and it made all the sense mm-hmm. in the world what they were saying in the comments. But I cannot remember it. I got nothing. And those However, are Aegon's kids, so it doesn't. Yeah, they are. Hel- Hel- Helena wouldn't be that lucky. She she'd be very very lucky if those are Aemon's kids and not Aegon's. She's not that lucky. They're Aegon's. Yeah, it would it, it would it would be a it would be a good thing for her if they weren't. So I can't imagine they would be. Yeah, she doesn't get a lot of breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um before Crispin runs out to go find uh Aegon, Allison tells him everything you feel for me as your queen, you know, as as a where it's a pump him up. And it can't get it through this man's head. I don't understand why he doesn't see how he's being used also. So as much as Allison is being used by her dad. She's using people around her too, especially this man. Yeah. So, 
he takes that and he's like, you know, runs out to the streets to find him. And then Eamon uh, and Crispin run to a room where David, your your new favorite saying. Wait, back up. You think she's using him? You don't think she's using him? He's murdered two people with impunity. No, she's not using him. But he murdered them for her. For her. No, he didn't. He murdered them for himself. I'm with David on that one. He didn't. No, he, he didn't murder them for her. When Be- when Beesbury said what he said, he said it to the room. He was like, I don't care if it was one of you or all of you. And then Kristen was like, yo, shit. Kristen knew he was going to murder him the second he got behind him and didn't say anything to anybody like a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. Same thing and at the he party. Just... He didn't. He didn't do that for. He didn't do that for Allison. Oh yeah, now Joffrey. Because knows. no, and and Joffrey not protecting that secret and blowing everything up would have worked in Kristen's favor. So that was just rage that he wanted to get out that he didn't know how to express otherwise. So he murdered somebody. Yeah, he and afterwards he, he just He's likes to say for the queen. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did it for you. No, you didn't. You you wanted to, yeah. and she's your excuse. Him and Allison are basically the same person where they like to espouse these, like, holier-than-thou bullshit, but at their core, they just do whatever they really kind of want. Uh, Chris, Crispin a little bit more so, because he violently murders people and just goes, for the queen! Like, <laughs> ugh. I don't yeah. like that, man. Mm-mm. It's pretty funny because for some, uh, Eamon throws on a little uh, hoodie, even though he still has his long blonde hair and his eye patch. Like no one's gonna know yeah. who he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but he is uh, recognized, even from of when course. he was a young boy. Oh, how you've grown! Ugh, that was pretty. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but he, but Kristen speaks very, very nicely to the young woman who answers the door. Because he wants something. And- yeah, but I mean, it, I thought it. I thought it was refreshing to not see the king's guard just walk up and start demanding shit when he could have and tried to scare her. He was just like, "Y'all be really, really nice about this. Can you please tell us if you know anything about him?" And then when he didn't get the information he wanted, he didn't do anything rude. He was like, "All right, cool." And then she kind of got the last word on the way out. I'm not saying like that made him any better or worse. I was just saying that was a cool interaction there to not just start shitting on her immediately just because he could mm. gotcha well they finally do figure out where he is uh the twins are being tracked um by somebody that masario works with they know where he is they arrange a meeting with otto that worst horrible accent that i told you i tried to to <laughs> my best to break out today that's unfortunately not gonna happen <laughs> Happens at the table, and Otto is reluctant to believe her until she says, my condolences, you know, basically that your king is dead. And he's all ears at that point. Um, Masari just wants to end the baby fights. <laughs> yeah, Otto wants the king back. Which I can't believe she dumb. has... Go ahead. I feel like you're going to say the same thing I'm about I, to say. Yeah, but I says, she has all this power and influence. She can't stop those fucking baby fights? Yeah, I have. I don't understand it. Yeah. She's got, she's got Aegon wrapped up she could have done this at any point and had him stop these damn baby fights mm-hmm. but yeah oh. you gotta move the plot forward i guess yeah so. you have one of the main people responsible for these fights yeah drunk and drugged somewhere you're keeping him safe but you need Otto to stop it okay 
And then you think that threatening the the hand of the king, you know, I did this for you. I could have killed him. So just remember that she it was me. You need to threaten a dialect coach. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. I couldn't take that. Pretty. Like I said, the way she leaned and started talking at first, I was like, I feel like she's about to say something with a Jamaican accent. And then, <laughs> and I don't know what came out of her mouth. No clue. It was pretty rough. Yeah. I'm wondering too if her like doing that was maybe also kind of like a setup, like maybe bringing the attention the of the voice? baby fights to Otto. No, 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 no. Just like the whole meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like a vic, like a uh, uh, anonymous thing where she was disguising her voice. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if this wasn't her real you voice? Find out oh next season th- that's not her real voice. She's got a <laughs> British accent with everybody else. <laughs> 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 Hello, Boppy. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. Oh no, man. no, no, no! Look but, at Shauna. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, now, now Mariah's got me thinking. If, if the whole meeting, you know, she captures him, she has to get the attention of the court, she knows this gossip that he's dead that no one else knows. He gets there, she's the first thing she says, he immediately throws over the money to her, and then, he, you know, she says it's, you know, she'll let him go over these baby fights, these children fights, but does she really care about these children fights? It's almost like maybe she wants to shine light on the fact that he has bastards there, and... And so someone, you know, from the kingdom will know that that's that's going on. That's um, what I was just thinking, Mariah. I was like, maybe she just wants to be like, you might want to have a look at these baby battle royal fighting pits because you have a lot of grandkids there and they yeah, all yeah. love me. They but think I'm it, great. But, but that has to, she has to trust in that he's actually going to look into it. Right. There's a better well, way to bring those, that, that baby fight club to, to, to light. Then to just but put to the word a, on a the meeting street. with the hand, she's not just going to get a meeting with Otto. She had to do something like kidnap. Yeah, no. But while she has him there, why not, why, why not just say it? Hey, your boy is is wild out here in these streets. He's got all these Wouldn't kids. Would it be like treason to like say something that the, 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 the soon to be king is going to like have we bastards. said? Everything in this goddamn season is treason. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything and and but nobody she don't want to die and no one has done a thing about it. So nobody, I like say nobody has yet. to them. She's a nobody. They are, they would definitely kill her on the spot. She's no one. I don't know, but just just something like another idea of maybe what's going on. It's not you know. It's, she's just I think trying it's, to shed some light. I think it's also the. I think it's also her prevailing message of the power of the king lies in the common people. Like. You can only put him on the throne because I'm letting you do that right now. If I didn't want you to do that, then I would be able to get all of Flea Bottom to riot and rise up and blah, 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 which. And expose all these bastards. It's always a nice thought. In in history, we like right? to believe that the power lies with the people, but. But she, uh, yeah, but I think they wanted to plant that seed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. In the end. None of it mattered because both groups looking for him got to the same place at the same time. I mean, <laughs> correct. So with Eric and Arik, like straight right. out of and a they, movie, right? So yeah. they they drag Aegon out of there. He doesn't want to go. Um, and that part, I, I mean, I don't know if anybody has anything to say about the Eric Arik shit at the top. I want to just kind of get to the bottom when Aegon and Aemon 
are talking. Yeah, no. Well, the short the short version is there's a bunch of fighting. Uh, Aegon is trying to run away, and Eric and no, Arik and Crispin are fighting. Aemon would have made that happen. Aemon would have made sure he got on the boat and send him off so he could be king. Yeah, I was like, the thing is, what was happening? I was like, Aemon wishes he had a boat right the fuck now. The thing is, technically, if they were gonna follow that line through, it would have been one of Helena's babies on the throne, not Aemond. Aemond was very confused. The thing is. Which one was at the top not doing shit? Eric, Eric like with Eric. an E. It could because he wanted to go back and help Rhaenyra, right? Yes. Rainus. Yeah. Eric, I know Eric, was, Eric with an A was up top fighting. Oh, was up top. You know watching. what? What no. one of them? One of them wants to be with Allison. One of them wants to go to Rhaenyra. We Eric can't, we with can't an, spend an Eric, hour. No, you're right. Eric with an A <laughs> is on Otto's side, so he's fighting for yeah. Otto. I got you. Okay. Eric with you. an A is with Aegon. Eric with an E is with Rainice. And Carl with a Q okay. is off with Lady. So, Loving his life. <laughs> Eric is up top watching his brother fight Kristen. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Aegon is down there with Eamon, and the only reason Eamon really lets him go is because Kristen comes up and breaks that conversation yeah. they're having. So had Eric actually come down and helped his brother fight Kristen, he would have gotten what he wanted anyway, because Aegon would have left, and there would have been no king to crown. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he actively works against his own interests and stays out of it. Yep. I guess he doesn't Aegon, realize that Aegon is a piece of shit and wants to run away. I think he thinks somebody as cruel and terrible as that must need power as part of the whole thing. But it's weird, because I mean, you kind of get the vibe when they pull him from under the stump that he doesn't want to be king. Oh, it's not even like you kind of get the vibe. Like, he is actively like, he's, he's I don't begging. want it. Yeah. I, please begging. don't make me. It's just like, well, I mean, that's, that's like at the bottom, but he's want, like, up top, he's like, yo, I just want to, I want to go to my mom. And they're like, no, nah, fuck you. And they mm. grab him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. But down bottom, yeah, with his brother, he's like, yo, I don't want to do this. And like I said, Eamon is pretty like, okay, you know what? I don't want you to do it either. And we all understand you're not fit for this. Mm. And that's what Aegon's like, cool. Look, man, just let me fucking go. I'll leave mm-hmm. right now. You never fucking hear from me again. Get on a boat. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Yep. Let me and they had that fight in 10 seconds longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. He would have ran him right down to the docks. Yeah, he'd oh, have yeah. been going. Mm-hmm. A lot of close yep. calls in this episode. We'll come to another one later. But I think that's part of the point of this episode, though, is there's so many... There's just so much irony in this episode in the truest sense that we all know how differently this could have gone if certain characters just weren't so set on x y or z but yeah. um i think that's, yeah. i think that is one of the things that works well for this episode because as an audience member you just know like you know that this is going to result in war so there's just an overriding sense of just end it just end it now end it today what are you doing why are you doing this so real quick any of y'all feel like Eamon looks at Kristen kind of like a dad I think so, yeah. Because he got real vulnerable when he was standing there complaining about not being king. And he's a guy that's usually real quiet. Yeah. He's I think that's fair. And his philosophies. He's so yeah, quiet. He, I was like, he, he, for, for a guy who doesn't talk, he did a lot of whining. Yeah. Like, directly to Christian. Well, I don't think that Viserys was very present for any of Allison's kids. I mean, nah. like... 
Aegon in his uh, like on the way to being crowned is like dad didn't make want me to be king he didn't even like me he thought I was a piece of shit and yeah, it's, and it's not like Allison really was like well he he didn't not think you were a piece of shit but he did want you to be king like, he thought he was a piece of shit yeah. they told him that to his right. face but, oh, so but kind of yeah but kind of did a revisionist history thing yeah did a stand in like yeah Viserys was a horrible father to all of his kids. Yeah. And yeah. I think the the one time he did one thing partially for his child, we all were like, oh, man, this is so cool. He walked to the throne. He couldn't walk it, but he walked up there. I was like, yeah, he did one thing for one kid. Mm-hmm. And the entire time he's had kids. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. But, yeah, I don't I don't think Eamon really had a father growing up. So I think he kind of no. started turning to Kristen. Yeah. But that's why he's Viserys the Peaceful. (laughs) He's Viserys the Peaceful because he never did anything to upset anyone ever. And as a parent, sometimes you piss people off. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm sure not raising those kids pissed them off. But (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So back at the castle, Larys and Otto are talking. And Otto pretty much finds, he pretty much tells Larys, hey, I know you spend a lot of time with my daughter late at night. And Lyra tells mm-hmm. him, there's no reason why this also can't benefit you. Mm. Starts getting the wheels in motion. Like, okay, is he playing sides? Does he really mean it? What's happening here? Definitely playing sides. You know, I, it just... Yeah, that's what I was saying before. Like, mm-hmm. if he if he knew, like, I mean, for as much information as he has, I don't believe they've been planning this long without him knowing anything. And if they were, he's bad at his job. The fact that he knows that Laris has been going in there late at night and not asking about it sooner. I just wonder why he let it go on so long. Only to be like, yeah, I know you go in there. You spend a lot of time with her at night, late at night. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know why I he think... decided to play that hand right there. Right. Too. Yeah. Why well, tell Laris that right now? Right. Yeah. I think he's probably thinking that it will be a frightening move for Laris, but Laris is so good at being small and when he needs to be that he just kind of waves it off. Like we have dinner sometimes. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, But yeah, I. Yeah. But like, who is he? He's what the Lord of the dungeon. Like he keeps the dungeon people in line or whatever. He's who's going to kill Masaria. Yeah, I know, but I mean, if I'm Otto, Laris no, no, that's what I'm saying. If I'm Otto, he's the guy that's going to kill Masaria for me. Oh, I see what you mean. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm, Yeah. And I and I I think as we were sitting here, I'm like, is that what happened? Because they come to that understanding, and then all of a sudden, Laris has a lot of information for Allison about who is snitching in the castle. Yeah. Yep. Because the very last thing that Otto says to Masaria is, "I'll remember." I'm going to keep yeah. all this in mind. Don't you worry. No way you can let her live. She's going to try to strong arm you like that. No way you can let her live. Yeah. And yeah. At, and then later on, we do see that house on fire that seemed to just yeah. be some random house on fire, but it was in fact her house. And we all yeah. know yeah. how Laris likes to play with fire. Um, I, I had to look that up because that was not clear to me on the first viewing. I was like, what the fuck is this burning house? Oh, okay. So, yeah. but you're, you're absolutely right. It was, he and it is, looked like somebody was yeah. in the window too, when the house was on fire. But again, we'll come to all that later. I think. Maybe. Okay. Another thing that, that I was, I was kind of thinking when Laris 
had said um, something about cutting off the head. Um, I was thinking maybe that he also was referring to Otto because I think he, he he definitely wants to move up and gain some power. So I think if he can, he has all this trust with Allison that maybe he could get named like the hand. I don't really know how that would be decided, but when he mentioned about cutting off the head and I mean, that's gonna, whatever, stop all the people or whatever he says that that was maybe referring to Otto. Well, let's, let's hold on to that. Cause that's in the infamous scene that comes a little later. The little, the little, the little only thing in scene that we get to later. But first we get to the scene where Allison runs to Rhaenyra, Rhaenys, and we find they have Rhaenys locked up. And she goes to Rhaenys and she's, ba- and Rhaenys is like, look, you better have a goddamn good ass reason for keeping me locked up in my room like this. And then she immediately knows my cousin's dead. Right? Yeah. So Allison then is like, look, Rhaenys, I need you. And then she just starts counting David. What? Why is that face? No, I'm, my bad. Did we miss a scene where Allison was talking to her dad and she was basically like, yo, I have Aegon, so we're doing this shit my way now? And then later. she went to go talk to Renice. Okay. That's later. So it's after that? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all. I got confused on the timeline. Listen, I did. I, I like, did this is happening time. during the, that search. Like, they haven't even seen the white worm yet. Like, this that conversation between them. Yeah, she hadn't even talked to... The, the accent hadn't even mm. come out yet. Yep. So... Allison is basically going to Rainey's trying to get her support. Basically, you know, we've always had strong relationships and basically counting all the ways that Rainey's ain't got shit left. You don't have your son. You don't have your daughter, your husband. God only knows what's going on with him right now. Renera ain't never done shit for you. She's never been on your side. Like, look, let's just Mm -hmm. rock with me. Rock with me in my house. And I know Shauna has said this before about Rainey's kind of like planting these seeds and like, she kind of seems to, you know, be one step ahead or know what's going on because, she, you know, she turns to Allison and is like, wow, you're you're smarter than I thought. You've never thought of t- being the queen yourself. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Don't you want the power? And, you know, hoping to maybe change Allison's mind. But what Rainey doesn't know that Allison isn't as smart as she thinks. As we said before, she's just a pawn. She doesn't know what's going on. And... That I mean, that just would never happen. But Rainey's, as mentioned, she's very smart, and and she she played the hand. And if Allison really was as um, powerful as she thinks that she is, then I think she would have taken that little word and maybe run with it. But that's but Rainey's. Rainey's did do both things in the same conversation. She both planted the seed of. Have you never thought about being queen? While also simultaneously being, saying, you think that you are in power, but you're just serving men all around you. You think that you're going to get this, but all you really are going to get is a window. So she she kind of negs her and also yeah. plants the seed. Like So she basically hands it back to Allison to say, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the queen? Or do you want to be serving all these men around you yeah. who've been playing you this whole time? Right. And she then she, because you're right, Rhaenys is playing chestnut checkers. She wants to lay out as many moves on the board as she can, so she gives Allison a couple options, and then she knows she just has to wait to see how Allison responds. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Allison got sick of it and basically yeah, said, she Look, right out. ring your fucking bell when you get, when you come to a decision. <laughs> so all that shit is great. I'm going to lock this door now 
And once you give me an answer, I'll let you out. Maybe, depending on the answer. Maybe. Which is ultimately what I, I, I don't know why it's weird, but that's really all I took away from that entire scene was that they had this like bullshit intellectual conversation back and forth. And at the end of it, Allison kind of clicked and remember, you know what? You're my prisoner. Why am I doing this? And then mm-hmm. just taking off to go do more important shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Greenies is important because dragons. So she actually is somebody that you do want genuinely to come over to your side because you can't just take her head off and and hang her in the courtyard. She, she has dragons. Her family has dragons. And if you need to go to bat to retain the throne, that's what you need. Yeah, but I mean, she's got one dragon. But the her, rest of the, the family... Valari- but the Valarians do, right? Like the Valarians are can be dragon riders, so the any like Oh see, I didn't any, know any I didn't know any more of them had dragons. I know Lena had hers, um Lenor had his, and Corliss, I guess, on, wherever he's at. Gone. I don't think Corliss had a dragon, did yeah, Corliss didn't have a dragon. Corliss but they had the potential. They had the potential to be able to claim one. them. Yeah, the grandbabies do, but they have the potential to be able to claim dragons too, right? So you need dragon okay. riders. Okay, so maybe you don't need dragons, you need dragon riders. How about that? Does that is that helpful? Yeah, okay, I get it. I got you. Because <laughs> dragons can be hatched, but they will only be ridden by so many so many people of so many bloodlines. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Well, we kind of hit on this earlier, but they find they find Aegon uh, in hiding. He doesn't want it. Wants to run off. Allison and Otto have a conversation because I, I think it's because of this um, conversation that Allison had with Rainey's. She does look Otto in the face and lay, say, look, lays it all out. You've been playing me as a, for a fool this entire time. I have him. You don't. Yeah. Crispin is my hand. He will be king. We're going to go old Valeria to show everybody that the house is as strong as it always is. And that's how it is. And, and then, then he dismisses her completely. <laughs> he dismisses her and tries to play her for a fool. You look such like your mother in certain lights. Give me a break. Yeah. There's also a minute in this conversation, too, where, um, and I don't think we've really touched on it too, too much, but hey, why not throw it in there? Um, but when Allison is saying, there's no way Viserys would want Rhaenyra, his daughter, whom he loved, and her whole family, and Damon all wiped out. But mostly Rhaenyra. And Otto kind of looks at her like, Viserys wouldn't want that? Or you, her former companion, wouldn't like that. And it goes right back to the whole, were they, weren't they lovers as kids? Was Alicent's true love, Rhaenyra? Is all of this about like a spurned lover story? So this is another kind of call back to that where Otto is blatantly saying Viserys yeah maybe he didn't want Rhaenyra to die or is this coming from you because you you loved her as a child before I married you off to my to my king to Otto's point and this is probably the only time I'll ever agree with him but I mean I feel like it's all his doing so I, I, I that's kind of a whatever but Rhaenyra has to die for this plan to go through she can't live she can't so from the very beginning, when they're trying to say, when he's telling them, make it clean, make it quick. And Allison's like, no, no, no. I'm like, look, ma'am, if this is the path you want to take, this is the path you have to take. You have to see it through the entire way. You, she can't live. But I mean, I th- 
I understand. I understand the logic behind that, but I also completely understand where Allison is coming from, because, like I said, like episode really boils down to, like, like you were saying before, it boils down to three acts. The king is dead. They're trying to find Aegon, and then the coronation. But that middle part, that trying to find Aegon, I think a lot of that is Allison trying to save Rhaenyra's life. Like, and and maybe if she can't, she can't. But I think it's all based on the foundation of or the foundation of if I can just talk to her like if if we can at least try to send her terms to see what she'll say if she says no and it's on then fuck it and it's on but at least let's 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 not be underhanded all the way and let's try to at least tell her hey look here's what's happening yeah what like what do you want to do about it now I that that makes sense to me like, I think ultimately, if, if it comes down to it, I mean, and we know ultimately she does, like, she has no problem really getting into the mud with, with them and going to war with them. But I think at first she just kind of wanted to extend the olive branch and say, hey, look, you have a chance to just chill the fuck out, stay in Dragonstone with your little dragons and all the other shit and be happy. Don't come back here. But then to also bend the knee to her brother. So not just stay in Dragonstone. I need you to publicly, loudly, physically say you support us and you support him as king. You accept him as king. Oh, see, I thought I thought Otto wanted that. No, like that that has to happen. That has to happen. But I do think that I feel like in the episode, Allison acknowledged that that would never happen. Rhaenyra would never do that. Yeah, she knows it. So she knows that Rhaenyra will never bend the knee, but she also wants to keep Rhaenyra alive. So again, this is yeah. right well, back. No, right I, like back I say, I, th- I think she she has to try. I don't I don't think she's expecting it to yeah. work. That's a fair assessment. I, I was. I, this just goes back to me with like this episode where Allison felt very wishy washy. She couldn't pick a lane, but I I hear you, and that makes sense to me that she just wanted to at least. Say to Rhaenyra's face, "Hey, Aegon's king, are we gonna war about it? Because then you have but to die." To, but that's the Otto's right. point. Like this is this is the childhood friend of Rhaenyra asking for this, and in that and that person can't be present right now. I, I can't use that person right now. I need. I don't even know what he, version of him. The version that he said, "Hey, I've never seen this side of you. I love this side yeah. of you." That's who he mm-hmm. needs right now, not the childhood yeah. friend. So I need that person to disappear, and I need the other. Allison that I looked at a few weeks ago with such smiling eyes and a, and a happy heart. I need her back right now because th- that's who we need. I, I really, she's but that was, naive. That was like six years ago, but also this was last night from the dinner where Allison and Rhaenyra finally like covered their yeah. shit up and yeah. said, he didn't, yeah, he, they he finally didn't like shit. You saw, but you saw he didn't no, like he did But he it liked, literally like was said, last liked night. That's the Yes, that's who yes. he wants. He liked he that better that for, for that plan to come through, and for and I just don't understand why Allison didn't understand that for this plan to go through. That is the Allison that I need to be right now. I can't show um, her. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. It and on that. Yeah, no, you're totally right. But also on that note, it was a very weird choice to have him die that night. I know that Rainier was supposed to be on the way back to Dragonstone, but their whole crew left in the middle of the night after that dinner. Like, yeah, she can't even she was, be that far away. 
Yeah, I thought she was still staying. She was sending the kids and stay. Yeah, but... she said like go to your rooms. I thought they were gonna stay the night and take off to Dragonstone the next yeah. day. So, but I guess they rolled out in the middle of the night on a ship and some Listen, dragons. No place yeah. like your own home and your own bed. I get it. I, I, I would just... have left that night too. There's no better feeling than laying in your own bed. Irish yeah. goodbying everywhere all the time. No, this it just it felt like a, a very strange pacing choice. Like. Viserys could have waited a day to die after we saw them all leave. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I kind of think him dying any other time than after everything that just happened would have kind of lo- lost his touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then just make the damn dinner earlier or something. I mean, something. But yeah. Yeah. Like make make it make it a lunch. I don't I don't fucking know. <laughs> but make it make yeah. sense for them to leave. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Shauna, you you have this ongoing battle with the, with the writers, so I feel like this is just a continuation. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not look. When they do things right, I call it out, but also they make some choices and I like my interpretations over theirs most times. <laughs> So Allison has been running around all day, chicken with her head cut off from the time she found out he died. It's just been a mentally taxing yeah. day. My girl just wants to retire to her room, pour a drink. <laughs> Just lay down and relax. And from the back of the room, she hears this grinding voice in her head. And she's like, fuck, what now? Yeah, it's late. And we see turn around and we see Lord, Lord Laris. Hearts and you know, stars the first, in her eyes. The first time, obviously, watching it up to the, the feet, I was like, oh, she's really comfortable with him. She's taking it, like, for a queen to, like, undress in front of this, this person. Right? Like, she's taking her... Her socks off. She got her you know, feet on the like, table. She's been running around but, all day. My girl just wants to put her feet up and relax a bit. Makes sense. And I said, oh, her feet are swelling. Again, makes sense. She's been running around all day because her ankles did look a little thick. So she's been running around. Nope. Her ankles <laughs> did look thick. When you go back and look at it, they look a little swollen. I mean, nope, too. She wasn't just. No, I was David's unwinding. face. When I said she got thick ankles, David was like, what? The look on his face when I said that. I don't kink shame, man. Do what you do. I, I, it wasn't <laughs> kink. She looked like she had, she looked like she had swollen ankles. And again, as someone who, when they stand up for a very long, you had time, to take a breath before you said it. <laughs> take a breath before I said what? You said it looked like she got. It looked like she I got swollen I ankles. I had to explain myself, <laughs> and I needed more breath to explain why I thought she had. Yeah. Why I know she has swollen ankles. It happens when you're running it, around. It, your feet swell. That's what the, anyway, and that's what does it for you, and that's fine. I'm you shut the fuck up. So on the <laughs> watch of it, like when you're watching it through the first time, you don't you don't pick up on Laris. When you no. watch through the second time, the way oh, he, he slid was, down mm-hmm. and put his hands mm-hmm. in his lap was like a signal to her. She said, he was "Watching those feet, and like that's when her feet, movement. That's yeah. when her feet went up when he slid down and put his hands in his lap. She said, "All right, here we go." She put her feet up. The the singular problem I have with Allison in this entire episode is that the second time I watched it, it kind of clicked to me that she had been doing that while Viserys was still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he died yesterday, yeah. this morning. Yeah. And I was That's like, y'all, y'all had that whole interaction with like no instructions. Like Mm-mm. he yeah. said something, he piqued your interest. You wanted the information. You took your little, yeah. your little shoes off and put your little stockings up there. Because he, he put you a line. 
She put yeah. her stockings Pauses up, and then he, 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 she asked a question, and then he looked at her. He was like, you know what you got to do? Then she yep. right, took her stockings off. I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that, that's, that's a transaction. To, they got pretty down packed, yeah. To a cadence, they have it down. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, she knows exactly what socks over the feet and socks off the feet gets her in terms yep. of information. This is mm-hmm. something they've been up to for a while. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I don't blame her one bit. Viserys is fucking gross, but... It's kind of dumb. Like, oh, she been cheating on this motherfucker this whole time. Like, that. but yeah. But I, I would take from everybody else. looking at my feet over actual sex. So I think she's got it pretty good. She just has to sit there and with someone with half a face. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, Viserys had half a face at that point. Much yeah. rather you just look at my feet. Options is terrible. Viserys with half a face on you, or creepy dude with a club foot. Yeah. Like David said, to each their own. Knocking off to your, if it's between to your swollen consenting, ankles. Consenting adults, I get it. I just, the part that got me was how she runs around throwing decency in everyone else's face. Again. And yep. yeah. this is what you've been yeah. doing on your nights. But, you know, it was just so, unexpected. It was. Ugh. This so time, have... more than last time, though, she does actually order this hit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because with the she Strongs, does. she was like, oh, no, I didn't want this. But this time, she's more like, yeah, go ahead and... Absolutely. She yeah, it was, like an, it was yeah. like an as-you-wish situation, and she was like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. Um, okay. One thing yeah. that I that I was thinking about this time through, uh, again, I don't think the showrunners are doing a very good job of, of making sure that his sigil is a firefly and not a bee, because even then he talks about the queen <laughs> bee and then goes, oh, sorry for go. the pun, and Star. I'm like... Is it what? How many times have you the emailed them? How many times have you emailed HBO Look, this week? They, they, I she saw it today that over. she's got a running list. I saw today that they that they like doubled down that his sigil was a firefly and not a bee, and I was like, that means you're not doing your job right. If you have to clarify, that's a firefly. That's a firefly. Look, that no, looks just like Ray from um from Princess and the Frog. No, no, because he because the pun he makes about the queen bee. I, I understand that the queen is Allison, but it also the, he t- keeps talking about bees. Anyways, that's not the main point I'm trying but then to he make. He talks point... about weaving and stuff, so he talks about spiders in that sense too. He talks about a bunch of insects and bugs in that conversation. And he kills so, people by burning their houses down. That's true. So no, the main point that I was going to make is not about the bee versus firefly debate. It is what else did that. What else did they get wrong, Shawnee? I wonder, no, not that they got it wrong, but I am starting to wonder if he is a Rita Skeeter. Is Laris a Rita Skeeter? What is that? Nobody knows. David, you know Rita Skeeter. You just call it foot fetish. You don't got to make up weird words for it. No, that's, okay. All right, everybody back up. Hold on. I guess I have to explain Rita Skeeter. Rita Skeeter is a character. You're a goddamn Rita Skeeter. (laughs) Rita Skeeter is a character from Harry Potter. She can transfigure herself into insects. They don't go the, into this in the book, in the movies. So if you haven't read the book, you don't book know this. This is okay. books. In the movie, they, glo- they, they go right over this. They gloss over it. It's a huge plot point, though, because in the books and in the movie, but she's a journalist, and she always knows what's happening behind the scenes because she can transfigure into a beetle. So as I'm watching this and the bugs and everything with Laris, I'm thinking, is he a warg? Can he warg into fireflies, bees, insects? We just call him a Rita Skeeter. What's a warg now? 
Oh, Rita Skeeter is a person. The person and the warg is the thing that she, I got gotcha. you. Is what she was doing. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. In this world, it's warging. In Harry Potter, it's trans transfiguring or transmord whatever. Blah blah blah. Interesting. This I was wondering I, how how he knew about Tally, unless that was. I mean, I didn't catch how he found that. Otto. Out. Otto told Talia him. was. That's what because I'm saying. Because when he puts that conversation into the jail, he's like looking at her very suspiciously, and that's way before the conversation. That's like right after. They yeah, I think he just put two and two together because she's in I the just cell. Don't know how? They put everyone in the cell. Like they put, they put right. They put everyone in the cell. All but the then servants. he sees they put all the servants. But then he sees yeah. the queen's lady in waiting, and he's like, "Oh, what is she doing in the cell? Because mm-hmm. that's her. That's that's her. That's her hand." So if she's in a cell, he's like, okay, something's going on here. Oh, and yeah. then when he talks to Otto, Otto tells him whatever. Like I said, I'm just speculating, but I think Otto tells him about the uh, Misandria, Misandra and her little network of, of castle spies. So he's just putting two and two together. He's like, yeah, your lady in waiting has been watching you and telling this uh, Misandra lady everything that's been going on. It was just fed to him from Otto, I think. Or he's a warg, and he's warging into animals. Yes. And rats and insects. He's a. This is. I it. wasn't trying to discount that. I, 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 I think I think the the rats have something to do with it with with him too. But. Both can be true. It can it can be yeah. it can be both things. I mean, we don't have a definite answer at this point. So not right now. We don't. Anyways, I just um, I was like I need I need to know if he's Rita Skeeter, which is a person, a character. Is not that, a Jin Ricky. I was just gonna ask, is Jin Ricky a person? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we're on the way to the coronation. They're in the back of the chariot. You you good, Mara? Just laughing over the Jin Ricky thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the back of the chariot and uh Aegon, listen, my man is like, look, I don't fucking want this. Father didn't yeah. want this for me. He talked about Renera nonstop. He didn't like me. He's had the chance to take this back and make me yeah. heir this entire time. Never did it. No Even when she tells true. him about the dream, he laughs that off too until he sees yeah. that dagger. When he sees that dagger, he said, quit playing. Yeah, Don't play with me. She says, it's not a joke. You can do it. Let's go. Yeah. The fact that she kind of has to beg him to be ready for this, like to me, it's like, Allison, man, you are, you're – the fact that you have to push this so hard means it's not, it cannot last. It's not a good idea. Yeah. Not a good idea. And when she looked him in his face and said, please promise me you're not going to be cruel and callous. Like, don't do that. And it's like this, he's been cruel and callous his entire life. You literally told him one day after being cruel and callous, you're no son of mine. But all of a sudden yep. you want him to change mm-hmm. into somebody that he's not. Like, and he's just learned seems- nothing. Cause and he's, he- he's, he's running a, a little kid UFC ring out yeah. of Fleet Bottom. And she wants yeah. him to not be cruel and callous against the person that he's been second best to in his father's eyes forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then There's she gives him no the crown way. of a conqueror. Yeah. Yeah. Having conquered nothing. But I yeah. think in this moment, it's just Otto is better at playing a dad than she is at playing a mom. Otto got her to go along because he was 
a, like a loving father figure that she looked up to. Like he he did a good job of bringing her along. She was not a good mother figure. Even when he's like, well, daddy didn't love me. Did you love me? And she was like, oh my fucking God, you idiot. Like she does, she, she's not as good at that game as, as Otto was. So he, he, he has no buy-in and he, he knows that she doesn't actually care about him as a person. And that's all he wants is validation. He's kind of Damon in this moment. He just wants to know that somebody loves him and she can't even pretend for a second. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. I love you so much. No, you fucking idiot. God damn it. Just pay attention. I got you a knife and a crown. Like, yikes. Yeah. I took it there. I thought thought it was more like a, of course I love you, fucking idiot. Why would you ask me something like that? Oh, I did not take it like that. I took it like that only because, like I said, she, she handed them the dagger and everything. And I was like, okay, well. His his mood seemed to turn when she opened the box, showed him the dagger, and that it was serious. He was like, "All right." And then I think as he was processing everything, he's more to the point of, "Does any of these even matter? Like, do you even love me?" I I've, I thought the way she was saying it was like, you know, why would you even have to ask me that? I definitely did not. I read it like you're a fucking it. Can you please focus on the moment at hand and stop asking okay. for mommy? I I that's how I read it. Like, man up. King up. Here's your fucking dagger. Here's your little crown. Now go fucking yeah. be a king. That's how I yeah. read it. Um, okay. In very um, very beginning of the episode, when she is, uh, when they when she finds out that V dies, she allows herself to feel emotion for like what all of maybe three seconds we see it, and then she deep breaths, straightens up, and walks out the room and goes into the council room. So she knows that you can't keep. You gotta just put all that to the back, and you gotta push off. There's no time for emotion. Don't worry about yeah. if I fucking love you. You know that doesn't matter right now. No, so she had. I mean, she had a little moment when she was standing there over Viserys's body. But that's what I'm saying. She had it for like all of two or three seconds. It wasn't long. Well, they talking about like the very beginning when she woke up and was like, "Okay, let me get to the council meeting." Because I mean, there was another like when they're when they're wrapping his body and everything. She, she, it, it hit her kind of hard. I think she was she in the window, but then her. when she went and stood over him, she let herself yeah. feel emotion for it was maybe two seconds, and then she straightened up and then walked out like. She knows what she has to do. It's the same for him. Like, whether I love you or not doesn't matter right now. Shut up. Right. Yeah. But it's also, she's not incapable is the thing. Because in the moment that we already saw with uh, Eamon saying, hey, Ma, I'm going to go with Crispin over here and I'm going to go find Aegon. She goes, oh, no, my love, that would not be my, uh, that would not be my preference. And she's kind of hemming and hawing and like stroking his hand. So she can be affectionate. She has that capacity. But not with Aegon. Like that did not happen for him. So she, she, she just really thinks he's a fucking idiot, like I mean, a cruel asshole. Yeah. And she's not probably we'll get to later, but I think she's not wrong. I, th- I think, she, I think she likes him. Well, not likes him. I think she loves him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think it's, I know it's, it's the part you're talking about. We'll get to that. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that. Yep, I do. Eh, I have um, a different read on that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have, I, I have a question on that. So we'll see what you guys think. But yeah, okay. Um, so. Eric with an E comes and gets Rainey's, gets her out of bed, and is like, I will not stand for this treasonry. Treason is not going to win today. And he th- throws a robe on her and pushes her out into the streets. She asks for Maylise, her dragon, which we find is in the dragon pit. Um, she's there. Or she, he, Maylise? She. It, she but is dragons, there. dragons are intersex. It, 
It is so, there. Um, so Rhaenys is actually kind of uh, happy to see that where everybody in the street is being herded to is the dragon pit where Maylise is held. So everybody gets rushed into there. Coronation begins. Aegon, Aemon, Aegon, Aegon, who has been kind of reluctant about this whole thing, even when he comes down underneath the swords, you can kind of see he's kind of hesitant. But every yeah. step mm-hmm. he takes, man, that back mm-hmm. gets taller and he those steps get stronger and he goes right on up to that stage. Also interesting, and I don't know if anybody has caught it, when it's funny, when he's looking straight ahead, the first person, really the main person in the frame under the swords you see is Allison. So that's the person he's looking straight at when he's coming out. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. One thing I noticed every time I watched it, and it just gets heavier every time I watch it, A, <clears throat> the music is incredible mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. is when he's walking through. Mm-hmm. B, he looks just like Gerard Way, and it's fucking, yeah. I, I can't, like, I saw it one time, kind of, and I can't unsee Ooh. it. Gerard, with the lead singer, My Chemical Romance. Oh, I like that uh, that band. Yeah, I didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. he looks just like him. Yeah, just like him. Well, but anyway, so now they're on stage. Helena's not happy about yeah. it. Homegirl is looking at them, at him, like, "Man, what are y'all doing?" And as soon as they put the crown in his head, it's like they told the actress, as soon as it touches a hair on his head, turn away, because Homegirl was watching intently. As soon as that crown got close, turned her head. Mm-hmm. Amen was watching like man this is some bullshit Otto was watching Demon getting... Who? Otto? He looked happy Otto. as shit didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying Demon ear to ear yeah yep. Ear mm-hmm. to ear could not be prouder <clears throat> And then Allison was actually it was it's, it's interesting because we're watching it and Allison when she allowed herself to feel happy for a second to kind of go okay you know this is this is going to be okay uh, Aegon turns around, puts a sword in his hand, and then yeah. I just had that callback moment. It's hard to put a leash on a dog once you put a crown in his head, and that's exactly the moment where you see him when he starts putting that huzzah yeah. sword up in the air. Like, well, and the town folks yeah. finally started like getting into it because that whole leading up to it, when they first announced it, like half, not even half the people clapped, and then they bring him out. Then like there's a long pause before they really like start cheering which i was thinking yeah. the king's guards that are in the crowd maybe are forcing it a little bit because they were not um they were not feeling it and, and less than maybe i thought they were just based on when she went out and they were at that play and they're all talking shit about her being queen mm-hmm. and i thought maybe they would be more excited that there was a king coming but they like were not fooled by this change in king king and queen no. Yeah, I think they have some stuff to reconcile, but I think they did it about as fast as I expected them to. Because like you said, they wanted a male to be king anyway. So mm-hmm. I yeah. think once they got over the initial shock of, oh, did we miss we missed a coup? Um, but it turned out how he wanted it to, so yay, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, and as soon as he starts lifting up that sword and everybody starts cheering, he's yeah. like, Oh, my mom and dad didn't love me, but these guys do. Yeah. That's oh, great. Yeah. Oh, man. I like Hold- this. Full steam ahead. Someone loves me. Yeah. They oh, yeah. did it now. The only person yep. that's like, what the fuck did y'all do is Helena. Because she's like, man, this is some bullshit. She's yeah. incredible. Every scene. I just well, can't take my eyes off her. Again, Allison only has two seconds or three seconds to kind of just breathe before a dragon comes up through, <laughs> man. through, the, through the floor. And Helena is happy as shit because she's been trying to she tell him about the beast this. below the boards. I've been telling you. I've been telling yeah. y'all. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
what in the hell? So we've got Rainice looking at her. Uh, Allison thinking she back in the in the in the castle with her little bell. Rainice got her battle gear on on top of Maylise, ready to go. Loved yeah. it. Looking in the face, and everyone that night, I feel like there was guitarists being screamed all across oh, the land, all across the world at the same time. Yep. But none of us got it. Nope. She turns around and she flies out. But before that, y'all have been so goddamn mad. Y'all have been so fucking mad. At that. But before that, I mean, because after that, the show's over. Dragon that has come up out of the board, right? That has come up from the ground. Why is your Uh first instinct to shut the door? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get that either. I was wondering if the king's guard, like the ones that were doing it, were ones that were like Eric, and they were like trying to shut it closed in hopes that she. I'm not, but I'm not going to be. I'm going to shut it from the outside. I'm not going to shut it from the fucking inside if that's me. (laughs) But when Otto was like, "Open the doors," I said, "Who is he talking to?" Because why would anybody be shutting the doors right now? Open the doors. I think they did that just to show how chaotic it was, because it was like a. It kept doing that quick cut of him yelling, open the doors to outside where obviously they can't fucking hear you because yeah. a fucking dragon's just come through the door through the floor and everyone is screaming. So Right. I just thought it was weird that yeah. there's a dragon that comes up and the first thing I'm gonna do is run and shut the doors and shut everybody inside. Like I didn't right. I that was actually that was weird to me. Um the I think the moment we were all talking about, we we're like, eh, maybe Allison does love him. Cause this is where my question is. She yells for Crispin to go protect Helena. Eamon's on his own because I feel like she knows he can take care of himself. She throws herself in front of right Aegon. In front of mm-hmm. So it's like, is she throwing herself in front of her son or is she throwing herself in front of the king? She's throwing herself in front of her son because it doesn't matter. It's a dragon. They, I, mean, I mean, they know they're all dead to the yeah. point where when when Rhaenys, that fucking serial killer, when she rears a dragon back to <laughs> breathe <laughs> fire on them, Allison doesn't go. Allison doesn't do anything but close her eyes and she's like, "Okay, we're all dead," yeah. and she just readies herself to die. Right. So yeah. I mean, it, I don't. I don't think that was her trying to protect the king because she knows there's no protecting him. I think she was throwing herself in front of Rainice. I think that she wasn't so much considering the person behind her, the king, her son, blah blah blah. I think she knew in that moment. She needed to be the person in front of Rainus in order to make any kind of difference because of the conversation they had previously, because of who Rainus is as a person. I I think that that was that was her intent was I need to be the person who steps up here. If anybody comes at her with a dragon or with a sword, if anybody comes at her with obscenities, if any of these men step up, she's torching everybody. I need to be the person who gets between them. Okay. Rainy's already I called mean, her I, out. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you, I feel like she could have done that without throwing herself directly in front of Aegon. But the dragon but, wasn't directly in front of Aegon, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it a dragon. I mean, it's a dragon. It was a front of like five right motherfuckers there. at one time. Yeah. Yeah. It is right there in front of all of them. <laughs> but it's like, a, but like she said, she specifically <clears throat> sent Crispin to Helena. I, I feel like I know Aegon or Aemon can take care of himself. He can take care of himself. She physically put Aegon behind her. So I was just like, are you doing that? Is that your son? She she put herself between Aegon and Rhaenys. Yes. That's but my again, interpretation. 
but in, but in front of Aang. <laughs> <laughs> This yes. is it. This is the mountain. And that, no, I'm just kidding. Scream. Go ahead, David. I'm about to say, isn't that pretty much it? Like, I mean, the dragon. Yeah. No, she doesn't. Scream to, to the dragon flies off, and it's fade to black. Dragon flies off. She doesn't scream it. And the moment I was like, "Why didn't she scream it?" David's voice comes in my head because she'd have a target on her. She knows if she screams it, she's going to have this target on her because you just killed the first family in front of everybody. But then I was like, no. Now she has a bigger target on her that she flew away. Then the writers tell us, no, she didn't say it because she knows it's not her fight. It's a fight between no. Renera. That's the and dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. It is yeah. the dumbest shit because it's like, no, your family. And everyone yeah. knows in a family, when family fights, family brings, they're going to go to other family to pull them in on that fight. So I don't understand yeah. how she thought, I'm just going to go back to Driftmark and I'm going to live out my days and nah. keep the fuck out of it. Because that's not what's going to happen. No, so I don't mean, know I, why that was the story that got sold to us from the writers. Yeah. So, Shauna, yeah. when you write your email next week, look, point number I, one. No, it's true. Because here's the thing I loved the visual. I did. But also, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not like a, oh, I can't kill anybody because I've just killed an entire 2,000 some odd peasants. So, she's already mass murdered. What's a handful more people? She, If she's going to prevent the war, the handful of people on the stage isn't going to make a difference because she already just killed a bunch of incidents people. Like, I loved the visual of it, but I feel like it was a weird choice from the writers because it didn't make a lot of sense. We knew she was never going to torch them because otherwise we don't get a dance of dragons. Right. I, I don't yeah, know. It felt course. it felt weird. It felt weird. Right. I loved seeing it, but it did feel weird from a like a plot standpoint. Like it yeah. it didn't it didn't need to happen. She could have just broke out with the dragon, like in the distance. We could have seen her right. flying away, and then we're like, "Okay, now." Wouldn't that have been badass? The word. That would have been super badass if she had come out of the other side of the pit from the entrance and just like flown off. Man, and, and they have the doors open. You see a dragon, and, and they're all off. watching her leave, and they're like, "Fuck!" Like Shana, we would have had a little curb Shana, That's moment. a curb. That's a curb yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking curb moment. Ah, shit! Stay to black. <laughs> Damn, that was a yeah. curve moment right there. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just see Otto collapse on the throne like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That's well, it. So we made our own curb moment. Dragon screams in everybody's face, and that was it. Yep. Yeah. Well, V's like, y'all couldn't wait a day to get all this, uh, to do all this shit, get all this shit started. I haven't been dead at 12 hours yet. No, I say it hasn't even been a. It hasn't even been a whole day. Yeah, it hasn't even been a whole day yet. How far away yeah. is the castle from Flea Bottom? Because they covered a lot of ground in a day. Uh, I mean, and maybe it's not we, supposed to matter. It's just down below. But I mean, they were they were but in I mean, the right keep. Isn't that where like Cersei does the Walk of Shame from Flea Bottom to the Red Keep in a couple of hours? Yeah, it's does all she not? Okay. Just, yeah. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, before we move on, though, I do want to just call out, um, Denise, many episodes ago, you were like, hey, don't they have four kids, Allison and Viserys? And we mm -hmm. were all saying, yeah, in the show, they only have three. They, in fact, do have a fourth child that the show, yeah, the showrunner has confirmed it will be in season two that we have never heard of, never had mention of, nobody's alluded to, nobody said his name. 
all of this is happening and nobody's going, hey, maybe we should secure that other son of ours in Old Town while we perform this coup and our family's at risk. It's kind of wild nope. that they, did, like, they didn't even in this moment go, we should probably make sure the maesters keep our son safe while we perform they a coup and take kids. over the kingdom. You've been through that. They don't give no, a shit about right. their kids. You're right. What's you're his right. name? What's right. his name? Darren? I thought it was like Dagon. I think so. Darren? Daryl. They're going to have a bunch Darren's of Targaryen names up. and then Daryl. Season two, episode two. I'm Darren. Time to make it wet. And it's like, all right, man. Shows up like, hi, I'm Brad. There it is. I couldn't, I couldn't say it when you wanted me to say it. Yeah. When I, when I said, hey, perfect time to say your saying. Let's go. Um, Just so you know, I heard you and chose to ignore it. Okay. <laughs> episode nine in the books. Let's go round table. Rating. Final thoughts. David. 4.5 out of 5. Um, I, lo- I mean, I, I really, really liked the episode. Um, the end w- was where it lost me. Like I said, I mean, I get it. You want something cool to happen. That dragon could have come out anywhere and done anything. You didn't have to create this weird what the fuck are you doing moment by having the dragon stare down the royal family before she just flew off. That was a weird decision. Mm-hmm. Everything else is outstanding, though. Not not 4.5. 4. 4. 4. 4.8 okay. out of 5. That's a big difference, yeah. but okay. <laughs> All right. Shauna. I'm giving you stink eye because I feel like in our Driftmark episode, I changed my rating from like 4.5 to 4.8, 4. and I said it wasn't anything in you and Denissa or something. I feel like I've been called out for the same jump, and you and Anissa called me out on it. It was a different way. Though. That's a big jump. I, did, I didn't feel like half, think, half a point was necessary. Yeah, all right. Because it was right. really good. It might be. I might. Be I'm, I'm on your side here. I, I, I think that I think that point three points is a is a is a swing of enough. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like I've been called out. Anyway, um, I think four. I'm gonna go with four for the same reasons that oh, that <laughs> David outlined. <laughs> That I really liked the visual of the fina- of the final couple of minutes, but I just can't hang with them. Also, Kristen having total immunity just bothers me. I can't get beyond it now. At least now we know what those little balls at the small council have been for. They've just been little murder balls waiting to be utilized. So I murder mean, I, guess, I was thinking that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like now, now we know we'll never see them again. The whole fucking season, we've been seeing these little murder balls. Like, why are we seeing them? Oh, now we know. Great. Um, but yeah, there was just I I liked that it was such a tight episode, and it was very fast paced i did like that it was so focused but just the choices that they made a lot of the time felt really frustrating to me even even eric the the king's guard escorting rainice through that crowd yeah. fully dressed like a king's guard yeah, why are people moving nothing. he was not incognito at, at all like even if even if she had a costume like a disguise on it her murder and like her crime hood yeah like he's he's a king's guard whoever he has has to be pretty fucking important right like is it's that kind of stuff that makes me sorry i'm yelling again but that that's that's why it's a four <laughs> no for me. i was just like you're very passionate about that why didn't that come up no. during the scene when we were talking about it but we fl- we didn't I'm even talk you. about I'm... it we flew we no, flew right I, we by talked that about Rene- we talked about Renee's coming through i just I not just really went... we flew right by because yeah, i wanted we went... to 
I wanted to talk about how cool it was when she turned the corner and saw the dragon yes. pit and all the other shit. Now we, we, we skipped the whole right thing. Over it. You could have said we, it. We well, I said it now. I said it now. I'm going back down to a 4.5. Sean is absolutely right. And <laughs> her accent was fucking ridiculous. I don't know how they got. I don't know. I don't know who let that accent get on to HBO Max, but that was nuts. I gave it a four point five. Same reasons everyone else did. A great episode, but there were just some little plot holes for me that I just couldn't keep up with. And super excited for episode ten, though. So we'll see if I get a five out of that week. Mariah, any th- yeah. final thoughts? Nope. Four to four to five. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Next episode is the last House of the Dragon season one episode. Uh, If you like what you hear, comment, rating, give us some feedback per usual. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.